720 WGN. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. It is 439. You might have seen some of this published. Brandon Del Pozo is a Brown University researcher, and there is a reason why people refer to Chicago as Chirac. Nobody here likes it. It's a mashup of Chicago and Iraq. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Why did you choose this as one of your research projects? Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. So uh, before I became a researcher, I was a police officer for 23 years, spent 19 years in the NYPD. Um, and, you know, violence in cities was always of deep concern to me. I really research public health and public safety now. And just looking at the increase in gun violence during the COVID epidemic, my colleagues and I were wondering just how bad is it how concentrated is the violence uh, and in its most concentrated places? Like, like what, what's what's truly the toll it's taking? So we compared uh, the risks that military age men face in certain cities to the risks they would have faced if they'd went to war in Iraq and Afghanistan. And we found in Chicago, in the most uh, violent neighborhoods, it was the risk was worse than going to war. Right, because it, it is a war zone, and one of the zip codes is 60624. That's bordered by Cicero Avenue on the west, Chicago Avenue on the north, Homan Avenue on the east, and Roosevelt Road on the south. Garfield Park is smack dab in the middle. And I was just reading a story this morning that police officers were arresting someone, and while they were arresting this person, other individuals came to pull the person away from the cops And then, of course, you know, there's gunfire and the SWAT team has to be called in. It is like a war zone. Yeah, I think it's important to note. And and listen, that's certainly what we found. That neighborhood you described is the most violent zip code in Chicago by rate of homicides. Um, Most of Chicago is not like that, right? I'm a visitor to Chicago. I've been there many times. I've always been, uh, you know, careful where I went but enjoyed myself. But within that neighborhood, uh, a military age male, like aged 18 to 29, um, is at four times greater risk of violent death than if they'd fought not only in Iraq or Afghanistan, but two times greater risk of violent death that they fought in one of the most heavily engaged combat brigades of the Iraq war, right? So it's no matter how you cut it, it's an extreme risk uh, that's going on in that neighborhood. And unfortunately, Chicago gets... Every You know, you can see it. Business is down. People want to leave the city because the view is that's how it is everywhere. And as you mentioned, that is not how it is in most of Chicago. You also looked at Philly, L.A., and New York City. How did we compare when it came to the most violent neighborhoods in those big cities? Right. So that's a great question, and it gives some perspective. We chose those four cities because they were the four biggest cities that we could get the data for. Uh, We had to skip over Houston and Phoenix. We just couldn't get the data. When you look at Chicago, it fared the worst. It had the most concentrated violence. Um, The risk of dying in those areas as a young man was much greater than the uh, risk of war. Philly came close. You know, it wasn't quite four times the risk. Philly was about twice the risk. But in contrast, New York and Los Angeles, no matter where you looked, it was much, much safer for young men to live in even the worst neighborhoods uh, in terms of crime um, than if they'd gone to war. Yeah, that's just uh, shocking. And it's not just them and the loss of life, but as we have had conversations with mayoral candidates here in Chicago, the trauma in those neighborhoods, their relatives, it it reverberates throughout many neighborhoods. And 
So the conversation about having trauma response in CPS, uh, you know, in Chicago public schools, is, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really it's it's an issue that has to be addressed. What are some yeah, of the yeah. numbers? What what are we looking at as far as how many people are shot or wounded or killed in the Garfield Park area? Do you have those numbers? Well, listen, um, the best way to explain it is as a rate. And so the normalized rate when you do these things as a researcher is per 100,000. So that's that's more than is in the zip code, but that's the way to compare it. Um, in Garfield Park for military-aged male, meaning 18 to 29, over the two years we looked at the data, which was 2020 and 2021, um, the death rate was about 1,277 for 100,000. In the worst, uh, one of the most heavily engaged combat brigades of the Iraq war is about half that. It was about 677. But an- another way to put it is this way. Uh, for that demographic in that zip code, there's just under a 6% chance of getting shot in any given year. And here's one other thing, if, if we have a moment. It, it, if you go to war, you typically are exposed to that danger for a tour of duty, right? You're exposed for about a year. So you go, you, you do your duty for the year, and you come back. That risk in Garfield Park is a risk that these young men face year after year after year after year. It's not just one year of a 6% danger. It's a 6% danger every year. If you know anything about statistics, that that risk accumulates, and it becomes a pretty heavy toll over the course of, of, of your young adulthood. And then who's, who else is suffering? Your friends, your neighbors, your loved ones, your relatives. So the PTSD and the trauma is not just for the victims and survivors, but for everybody close to them. And this study was published in the medical journal JAMA Network Open, the Journal of American Medicine Association? Right. So the Journal of the American Medical Association is an excellent journal. And then the JAMA Network Open is its open access, publicly available uh, title of its of its family. So it's 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 a peer-reviewed medical journal published by the Journal of the American Medi- published by the American Medical Association. All right. Well, I encourage people to go read it and and look. Come on, can you help us out here, Brandon? Do you have a solution? Because <laughs> that's what everybody's looking for. <laughs> oh man, listen. I, I wish, and I don't mean to laugh, but you know, I, I did spend 23 years as a cop. If I had what I thought was a surefire. Uh, solution to Chicago's gun violence. I wouldn't just be doing research. I'd get out from behind my desk. Um, but I, I will say, you know, when, when you look at access, concentrated poverty, lack of opportunity, and then very, very easy access to guns. There's a study that came out um, from the ATF that Chicago Sun-Times covered. I'm sure it was covered elsewhere that, that guns are readily available in Chicago they're coming from right outside of Chicago and uh, Indiana, and the time from a purchase to its use in a crime is very, very short for Chicago. So I will say, some people say, oh, you know, there's such strict gun control in Chicago, obviously it's not working. One city's approach to firearms is not the only thing that determines the outcome. It's the access to firearms around that city as well, and you don't have to go very far uh, outside of Chicago to very easily get a gun. Thank you so much for joining us on the show, and thanks for your research. Thank you, Lisa. Good luck with everything, and thanks for having me. Brandon Del Pozo, a Brown University researcher, was a cop for 24 years, Ph.D. now. What an interesting life he has led and what, what huge contributions he's making. Hey, Mary's got to check on weather and traffic, and then we kick off the newsroom temperature check, a lighter look at things. What's up, Mary?